Ponderings from the Perch, the Little Bird Marketing Company podcast. My name is Dan Ledbetter, and with me today is the unsinkable Priscilla McKinney, Mama Bird over at Little Bird Marketing. I love the uh, boat metaphor. Yeah, I did. I threw that in because uh, I watched Titanic the other night. Oh, okay. Well, that's and not what I was thinking, but we're about ready to put our sailboat out for the year, so that's exciting. Oh, me. well, yeah. So maybe maybe that's uh, that's more of a uh, prophecy. I'm saying you well, are unsinkable. That's good, because last year we did walk up to the dock to see a slip where there was just a mast showing. No. Yes, somebody <laughs> did not winterize their boat properly oh, and guess where it was no. at the bottom of the lake that i think that would be like one of the worst possible things you could do because you can see the family coming down with their suitcases yeah. and all their stuff and hey where'd the boat go yeah exactly why is there only a mast sticking out of the water <laughs> oh my gosh brutal brutal well so what's what's going on what's new with you and what's happening I have really great news. What? 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 Um, I am coming to see you again. What? When? I well, need to clean I, my office. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. We got to see if we can get some work in. But um, yeah, I'm going to come see you in June and I'm going to make you um, make good on a promise you made me. Oh, what? Which promise was that? I think Which, I you're all, you a oh, lot of promises. Oh, yeah. I, I got to so remember. Nervous. Let me check my notes. Uh, you told me that you would take me to medieval times because I have never been. Oh, that's right. And I really questioned whether I wanted to go, but I've looked up all the reviews online. I'm thinking, yeah, that's good. We can go. And my daughter will be with me, so we'll have fun. And, oh, you know, that yeah. is going to be a, uh, we should hire a camera crew <laughs> I think, to take us fun. there. As long as it doesn't go like the Borat direction. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember him singing at that like rodeo? Yes. <laughs> like and to kill all your babies <laughs> and cut their heads off. <laughs> that would be hilarious. Yes. Before you start the jousting, I have a song. Yes. <laughs> oh my gosh! Well, that's exciting. Yeah. Well, tell me what. So I would love to hear since you've never been. Like mm -hmm. what? It, what did you read? Where did you read it? What were some of the? What were some of the reviews for? Well, I I did my research, and um, as one is these days, I just don't want to get myself in a dark, uh, poorly lit situation right. in which I have to eat things that I'm unsure of, and also might involve a knight possibly proposing to me. <laughs> yes, it could happen. That very All well could happen. All these things are very like uh, worrying to me. <laughs> and I do get worried about, I do see that they have to wear little paper crowns. Yes, we do. Like you, you know, belong to certain knights and things like this. So I just wanted to know what was going on. So as always, I turn to the World Wide Web. Yes. <laughs> the source of all information. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, what did you find out? What it, Obviously, uh, it was, uh, at least it made you not afraid enough to go ahead and say, yes, I'd like to do that. Yeah, there are a lot of great reviews, and I, I feel a lot better about it. And also, since it, I, honestly, we're bringing Maya, that'll be great. But honestly, you and I would have fun. <laughs> oh, it'll be it'll be awesome. Uh, but it, it's kind of like you're reading through it, and it is what it is. But you get a lot of great, you know, people just give up so much information. And even you know, I looked on a lot of different sites, but then by the time you get to, I, I ended I think on TripAdvisor, and there's like 1,800 just on this one location, and. You know, you don't get 1,200 out of 18 that are four or five ratings because it really stinks. Oh, wow. You know, you can start trusting people and trusting what's out there when there's enough stuff, you know, sure. so I feel sure. good about that. So it made me think maybe we should talk a little bit today about 
Google ratings and other, you know, third party ratings, because people ask me this all the time. And we keep kind of coming back to this show is what is it a modern entrepreneur dealing with? I get asked all the time, should I be very clear about my Google listing? Should I worry about if the address is wrong or, you know, how how do I even go about telling them that something is wrong or should I have a Google plus that's another social media platform, which actually right. is funny. Google says is not a social media platform. So that's funny, <laughs> but <laughs> whatever I, I consider a social media platform, you know, and how does all this work with SEO and how can you be found and what is so important about it for a business? So there's just so much juicy stuff in there. I thought we could talk about that. Yeah. Well, that's a good idea. Well, let's start, let's start with uh, Google plus. Now I have, I have a big question because I mm-hmm. do have a Google plus account mm-hmm. that I've had for about two years now, mm-hmm. maybe two years. Yeah. And it honestly, it's, it feels like it's a skin tag that I need to have removed. <laughs> if that makes sense. I mean, it does. It's like, it's there and I, I forget about it sometimes and then, oh, there it is. Well, what's it doing? Is it doing anything? And like, I don't see any comments or right, right. stuff. And it's like, it, it just seems like the, uh, the redheaded stepchild of the social mm-hmm. media world. Well, I agree. And like I said, I go back to the point that Google claims that it's not a social media platform. And on our dashboard, it performs and when it looks like a duck, I'm thinking it's probably a duck. And, you know, in our dashboard system, it works just like all the other social media. And I still do it. Now, I have the benefit of tracking all of it because I have a fully comprehensive marketing dashboard for all of our social media and SEO and keywords and email and blogging and all that kind of stuff. So I get a little unfair advantage. And I can tell how much is coming from it. But we were just having an internal meeting the other day. And certainly our what's driving our you know sales automation and lead generation is not Google+. Right. On the other hand, it is very good for our SEO. And so I'll continue that there. It's not hurting me to do that. And oh, really? you never know how things are going to change. Yeah. You know, I talk about people being there on Facebook. I, and I try and remind them, you know, that's a leased land, Right. Okay, because Facebook can change. And if you have your entire business strategy all up in Facebook, be careful because all of a sudden Twitter comes along, right? Right. Or, you know, or something changes on Google Plus or LinkedIn gets, you know, beefier. And sure enough, I mean, even it was just last year, last, I think, February, where LinkedIn added the feature of actual posting. Like the, you know, I guess we would refer to it maybe as, you know, like a blog post, but on LinkedIn, you can write your own post, like write an article. Oh, it actually right. is called a post. And it's not the same as a social media, like a, like an update. It's actually full on article. So it's really as a completely mimicking blogging. Oh, okay. So it's like, it's basically profile. like Facebook's uh, notes. Yes. Yes. And it used to be open. They had their own influencers, people like Branson, of course, had been doing it for a long time. Seth Godin, you know, they had these influencers who were always writing. But now, you know, last year they opened it up where anybody can write. And I I post blogs all the time on LinkedIn and I get really good comments on it. And I think it's a very unsaturated place. So all I'm saying is you have to be agile and always, you know, be hedging your bets and being in multiple places. And you need a dashboard to see what's working and what's not and be honest with it. So I know when I don't have a lot of time, I'm going to focus on the places that are bringing me the most amount of traffic. For me personally in my business, it's LinkedIn. It proves itself over and over again. The second one is Facebook for us. Mm. And third is Twitter. Fourth is Google+. Plus. Wow. So for me, that tells me something. It helps me. But, you know, the reason why I think Google Plus is important and and just remember, Google Plus is different than your actual Google listing. Right. So if you have a brick and mortar 
that's for your business. Google Plus can be for your business or you can just have your own Google Plus account Mm. like you have a personal one. Right. Right. But, you know, what's really interesting is, you know, when people ask me a question, I'm like, yes, yes and yes and yes. (laughs) Those are your (laughs) answers. How you divide your time up. That's marketing strategy. Right. Mm, Gotcha. But it's so important. Google still is the number one website in the world. So I think it's pretty important what you put on Google. Right. (laughs) So, um, but, you know, we're so increasingly mobile and just kind of talking out about our behaviors here. I was talking about a very fun and funny thing with you. And what did I do? I went and looked online for a few reviews. Mm. Because literally, if it sucks and everybody's like, oh, my gosh, what a waste of my time. Then why not you and I just keep that joke going? Right. And we, and we never go and we never lose that joke because we never spoil it by going. Right. Right. <laughs> so there is an option for me. And so <laughs> I had to be pushed one way or the other. <laughs> wow. And what was the tipping point for you? Oh, it, it is overwhelming amount of reviews and oh. honest reviews, because this is what's so beautiful about third party reviews is that people really say their opinion and give specifics about it. And you can say, hmm, do I resonate with that person if they call themselves mom of six? And you're like, okay, so what is she gauging it from? Did all my kids have fun? Or people even get specific. Hey, my sons were seven and nine and they went and they loved it. You know, then someone's like, oh, we went as a group of seven. We were ages four to 66. It was amazing. So I'm like, okay, so that is starting to paint a picture for me. Mm-hmm. And in some ways it tells you, it's a great group place and it's a good kind of don't go in with tons of expectations right? because it is a little kitschy, mm-hmm. but in the kitschiness, people had a lot of good things to say. And even on top of it, other things like the food was actually very good and I got a lot of food or the other things that people might be interested in. I'm not that interested in. I just want to make sure that I don't. I don't want to die in a <laughs> in which I feel ashamed that I entered. Yes, you want to make sure that the chicken you eat was not cooked over wood in the parking lot, like by a gutter. Right, or if there's some kind of a natural disaster or an emergency, am I going to have to forever be telling a story about what happened to me at medieval times? <laughs> yes. My reputation will be forever tarnished. <laughs> and if it turns out that everybody realized that this was so passe, and okay, maybe I'm right. you know, reading too much into it at this point, but just to say to you know make that fun is that we're all looking online and we are checking things out, and there's really it's obvious for a restaurant. That oh, makes yes, an easy right. connection. But, man, I have seen so many great retail places nail the review. It is so important. And getting a you note, know, a five is not attainable. Come on. But I think anybody appreciates anywhere between a four to five, maybe a 3.8 would work, you know, and on up. Because everybody has different opinions and people can siphon through that. You're right. not going to make everybody happy. But I love it for traveling And in fact, I really even look at the dates of when people did it because, you know, even like in a hotel or in some kind of a tour facility or something or a boat, like a chartering a sailboat, Mm. they may get a new boat or and the the really bad reviews may have come in right at the tail end of before they put this other boat out of service or they remodeled the lobby before it was really horrible at this hotel. So I really do read the specifics of reviews. Because sometimes then you go to a website, and this happened to me before, and then I look at this hotel, and I'm like, well, it's so cheap. That doesn't make sense. Let me go see what people say. And then they'll have something on the website, brand new lobby, you know, redesigned rooms. I'm like, okay, they took a hit. 
they had to go remodel stuff. Now I'm getting a lower price for something that's been just recently improved. Mm. And it makes me be able to make my decision better. And, you know, some the people who don't play along in that give me no information. Well, that's up to you. But right. a lot of times I'll pass if I can't get information. Uh, I've noticed, too, that there are places that will have mediocre reviews. Mm-hmm. I've read online reviews about some places that have mediocre reviews. And then I'll go to the place. Mm-hmm. I'll come home and I'll write a review saying like what I thought could improve the place. And I would say at least one out of every four places I've done that to, I've either gotten a response from the manager Uh or the next time I've gone, the place is totally up their game. And I think that's exciting because people are getting real time feedback about their, their facility and they're making changes. Now, obviously some are because I've seen some, some places that I thought were good the very first time I went there when they first opened. And then you read their reviews and it's like, this place sucks. It's horrible. I'd never go back there. It's a, it's uh-huh. a drag, but it's very, it's, I think this whole concept of the review system is so wonderful for us in this day and age. We didn't, you know, now I'm going to, I'm going to date myself here. Uh-oh, back uh-oh. in my day, <laughs> we, we didn't really know. You just have to win and suffer the consequences of right. going to a horrible place. And now with the, all these rating systems such as, you know, Google and you've got Yelp and all these other things, it's like you can actually go and get a really good idea of where you're going, what you're going to experience before you even get there. Yeah, it's super awesome. And uh, you hit on one thing about, you know, some of the business owners taking it as really constructive criticism. Mm -hmm. And I think that's super important because, you know, I deal with entrepreneurs and business owners and VP marketing managers and people who are concerned about the online reputation of the company. And sometimes they just don't understand it. It is a third party system. And I do have a lot of people come to me and say, Priscilla, okay, I need you to take care of this bad review. Okay, there's really no taking care of it. Like when you say take care of it, we're not talking mafia, right? Right. I need you to take them out. (laughs) Fit them with a nice pair of cement galoshes. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, we are so old. (laughs) Well, well, let me let me just tell you this. Speaking of uh, you know the take them out thing, I went to this one restaurant. It was here. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say the name just to keep it. (laughs) <laughs> to keep to your keep listeners you getting killed. <laughs> yeah, to keep the listeners safe for heaven's oh, sake. Okay. But I went I went to this restaurant and we we really enjoyed the restaurant because it had great food and the the main cook, the guy that was the main chef there, wonderful, personable, great guy. Just we just loved the interaction with him. It was so much fun. Well, he got into an argument, I guess, with the actual owner of the company and he left. And the food and the service went it went downhill and people started leaving bad reviews. So we went, we hadn't really read up on the place since we went. We thought it was the same place. We go there and we talked to the owner and he just went off about all these reviews and how he actually, now get this, the owner actually went out and hunted people down <gasps> on their Yelp reviews, found out no. where they lived and went to their home. Oh my gosh, start, what a nut job. Him. I know, it's like he's telling me this and I'm going, okay, uh, can I leave cash because I don't want him to have my credit card so he finds out where I live. Well, that is really troubling because like like TripAdvisor, for example, would say like Martha C., 
from Omaha, Nebraska. Well, okay, Martha C., maybe that doesn't help. But if you have a name like Penelope X, right, and you live in Omaha, Nebraska, guess what? Someone can figure out where you live. And that is very disconcerting. And I do love the side of the people have to create an actual online profile in order to review. There's no such thing as true anonymity in really good third-party reviews. Because, for example, as I'm reading someone's review, I also can go over and see the little information about them, how many times they've reviewed something, how many, every little company has a different stat for it. So I'm also vetting the person who is making the review and thinking, do I think they're qualified to say this? If this is their first review and it's scathing, I might go, oh, they were just pissed and they don't really care. Right. You know, but if they give a scathing one and they've reviewed like a hundred things, I'm going to listen to what they have to say because they've obviously taken the time to do something. Well, yeah. And the thing, the thing about that too is I, I like that because it does put a face and a name to something. Right. And I mean, you know, as well as I do that some people can go out and create false identities on the internet and, right. and companies, I do know that there are companies out there that do that to pepper review sites with positive reviews. Uh, Yeah, absolutely. And then there's companies who, you know, the advent Amazon and how important Amazon reviews are for so many things. I mean, it's such its own complete game. Um, You know, eBay was like that, you know, for quite a, a long time. And Amazon is just probably the thickest in it. And so you have paid reviewers. And now you have to really try and kind of get through them. Now, officially, they're supposed to say, I was paid or I was given this product to review. Right. Officially. And you do see a lot of different blogs and things like that. There are honest bloggers out there who do those types of, you know, paid reviews, and then they give their honest opinion. But there are a lot of companies, you're right, who don't. Seth Godin talks about this funny thing where he was releasing his book on Amazon and he gave like 50 copies out for pre-release because he knows how important the immediate review on Amazon is. Right. So he had like 50 copies. This is okay with his publisher, et cetera. And he gave them out and he asked people to read them before the date that it came out on Amazon so that the day it came out on Amazon, strategically, they could go review it. Somebody who had legitimately read the book. Right. And it was a favor he asked of people, which I'm I'm just saying for just for posterity, if Seth Godin calls and asks me for a favor, I will do it. Yes. <laughs> so, Seth, if you're out there, just give me a call. <laughs> but don't track me down if you don't like my review. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I was say. But, you know, but then Amazon actually pulled his stuff and called and wouldn't give him a high listing, wouldn't place him in the featured, wouldn't do all these things. He had this big mess on his hands because it appeared as if he had juiced the system. Because he hadn't sold 50 through Amazon, but he had gotten 50 ratings. Oh, so it it looked like there was something bogus. Exactly. And so that's good to know that there are checks and things like that to it. But so just kind of go, you know, that's an interesting experience you have, you know, it had with that crazy person. I'm glad they didn't come to your door. No, no. I love you. Just let them come in and lock them in your podcasting studio that is creepy, and they will wish they never came. <laughs> That's true. That actually is true. I should do that. That's just my have suggestion. Them, have them chained to a water heater somewhere. Right, there. right. Okay. Well, I did well, not say that online. Yeah. <laughs> but I had a client come to me, a restaurant, and literally, she just, you know, they just don't know. And of course, I'm always trying to demystify things for clients, but she's like, okay, can you take care of those Yelp reviews and get those off? No. <laughs> 
No, I can't. What we can do is create a strategy and, you know, come up with a campaign where we can flood this and get a lot of positive, um, you know, reviews and bring that average up. And it is organic. It takes time, but it'll stay with you just like anything. There's no magic pill. So, yeah, you can ask people to rate and stuff. But Yelp, uh, what do you use? Let me ask you that. I use Google. I use Yelp. I use uh, I've used reseller ratings. Okay. Are you familiar with that one? Reseller on eBay, you mean? No, on uh, it's called it's called reseller ratings. It's like oh. a it's it's a rating system for it's kind of like the Better Business Bureau uh, rating for the common man who doesn't want to pay the four hundred dollars to the Better Business Bureau. Oh my gosh! Yeah, because uh, okay. there's a whole we could go into a whole thing about the the BBB where mm-hmm. like oh. you can you can have a bad rating and then you pay your $400 and and you get a good rating. Yeah. Yeah. Or we can just not discuss it because they're, it's like a complete scam. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Good. But a lot of people use it. I mean, I use it every day in my, my day job Mm -hmm. to check out a business before we start, you know, listing deals from them. Mm -hmm. But I use that guy. I use eBay, obviously. Um, Gosh, I can't think of any of the other places. Do you rate on Amazon? I have, I I have rated on Amazon. I haven't, I really haven't done a lot of product ratings on Amazon for, I don't even know why I haven't because I buy a ton of stuff from them. I rely on it so much. Now, you yeah. know, I don't live near a m- metropolitan area and literally they should have sent me a shirt long ago that says this life brought to you by Amazon. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, I just, we, you know, we can't source, or we, we even buy food. We can't sort, we, we get cheese through the mail. We get, you know, obviously wine through the mail. We get all kinds of things because we don't have the kind of specialty stores Oh, um, and so we rely on Amazon quite a bit. It's really made living here, you know, just so much better. Um, but I, yeah, I rely on the Amazon reviews all the time and I, I read them. I read them, which is interesting because I'm not a very overly analytical person or a very cautious person when it comes to my money. Sure. But, oh my gosh, they're right there and it's so easy. And literally you have like eight options to you. Why not read the reviews? Yeah, that makes because sense. Because it really steers you. I've kind of forced myself to do them. And then I forced myself to now rate things because other people have been so helpful to me. Right. And then I don't spend my time returning stuff all the time, which just drives me up the wall. But so there's Yelp. Um, LinkedIn is like my favorite. But the how that works is a recommendation. And you could oh, go to okay. my littlebirdmarketing.com forward slash resources. And I have like my LinkedIn top tips kind of thing. And it right. actually shows you how to get specifically a recommendation. And I cannot recommend that enough. Really? If you're a professional and you actually have a legitimate reason to want to get lead generation and sales automation through LinkedIn, you absolutely have to get recommendations and they're not just, oh, click here, click here. No, you have to actually send this recommendation. Someone say, hey, would you recommend me? Mm, okay. And I always reciprocate and I tell the truth and it's just you build a really good, high quality recommendation stream is really, really great. Now, Face- now, that's funny about the LinkedIn thing because, I mean, there I get emails sometimes like from LinkedIn saying, hey, so-and-so recommended you and I'll go on there and it's like, you know, Dan Ledbetter knows about shuffleboard. No, that's not recommendations. Oh no, that's, no, that enlighten me because that's, that's what I thought that was. No, there. That's when they um, say that you have a skill. Oh, okay. They're endorse. That's an endorsement. Endorsement. There you There's go. There's endorsements right. which take one second and don't mean ton, although it helps people guide 
you down okay they really do i mean you it maxes out at 99 so i have 99 people who recommend me for marketing 99 who recommend me for advertising okay so obviously i'm not making it up you know right um so there is that you can see you know if someone's brand new in a business they're not going to have built that up and so it helps you vet a little bit but there's a point at which endorsements you know just cap out if you're someone who's well connected, I mean, you could get endorsed for almost anything. Recommendations are actually sit on your bio page of, of LinkedIn and they, it is like a story. I worked with Priscilla on this project and this is, these were my thoughts and I would recommend it like what it is. Oh, okay. And I have steps about how you go about doing that because people, they just, people stare at LinkedIn and go and they just get overwhelmed. Their eyes Glaze over. Glaze over, and then they just don't know what to do. And as always, I'm just like, okay, let's take a deep breath. It's really easy. Everybody acts like it's so impossible, and it's not. Right. Let's not make anybody feel stupid. Let's just take the first step, right? So, yeah, that's on one of the resources on our on our page. So that's littlebirdmarketing.com forward slash resources. And awesome. it's Priscilla's, I don't know what it's called, Priscilla's top five LinkedIn tips or something oh, like that. That's a good that's a good resource to have. Yeah. Wow. Well, Google, you know, going back to the talking about resources, I have another resource on there that is an actual form that you can take and put your business name in and literally it's like a pre-fill form, you know, fill it in and it steps one, two, three, four, five. If you want to ask someone to review you on Google and run a campaign to do that, you can print this free sheet out and oh. it tells someone because a lot of people go, oh, I'd, I'd ask my client, but I don't want to harass them because they have to have a Google account. They have to do that. There's five steps to it. And if people aren't really savvy about technology or especially when my client is not savvy about that, they feel really bad asking someone to do something they don't know how to explain. Oh. So now they don't feel stupid because they say, oh, would you do this for me? It's five easy steps. Here are the steps. Mm, okay, that makes sense. So anybody can grab that too, and definitely, you know, think about how you could use that proactively to get great reviews. So don't sit and wait around for someone to be crazy mad at you. Right. The moment that you complete a fantastic project for someone to come through, or they pay you a compliment, and you just say, "Man, that compliment's awesome!" But you know what? It is the currency online that I need most. Would you do these five steps? Right. Hmm, that's a good idea. I think that's I think that's super important. I'm surprised that not more people do that. Right. Yeah. I, I just really think it's about number one, we're busy. Number two, we have people who are Android users and then you have Apple people. We're all comfortable with what we're comfortable with and we're uncomfortable asking other people to get uncomfortable. <laughs> right. <laughs> that's a good point. That is it true. It really is. And, it, you know, I may be I may feel like if you ask me to write an Amazon review, which one of my friends did for an Amazon product, and I'm like, yeah, sure, no problem. And I did it because I had already done like 20 Amazon reviews. So it wasn't a daunting task for me. And she didn't have to sit there and hold my hand. And it wasn't, you know, she didn't have to apologize for asking me to do it. It was really easy. But then, you know, other people in your life or, you know, great clients who aren't really that tech savvy, you don't want to put them in a bad position. And so it is really important to understand you know, what platforms they're on. And that's why it's important to be on so many different platforms because you don't know what people are using. Right. You know, Yelp is a natural build-in to Apple iPhones. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah. So, you know, you said you've used Yelp in the past. Do you Absolutely. have an Android or do you have an iPhone? I have Android. I don't have anything in the Apple ecosystem. So I felt like if I bought an iPhone, it I don't know. The perception I had is if I bought an iPhone... And it wouldn't like my Windows system or something, so I decided to stay away from the Apple. Dan Ledbetter, you are a mystery. <laughs> I'm an enigma. You are. Wrapped in a conundrum and deep fried in a riddle. <laughs> <laughs>
you never cease to amaze me. That is that is true. Well, you will not break anything if you go Apple, but that's okay. We'll talk about that offline. All right. Well, yeah, we can have a, but we, that, no. you know, that it brings up a good point. You're a Google person. I'm a I'm an Apple person. And so Yelp comes naturally. Now you've downloaded the Yelp app because for some reason you find that valuable. Right. So it's really important, you know, now there's things like around me and, you know, there's all these things and all they're doing is pulling from SEO, which kind of trickles back to different apps are using the base, most popular systems, which is Google Maps, Google listings, right? So these kinds of things are important, getting those kinds of um, ratings up there. And I said, like I said at the beginning, especially in an increasingly mobile world, how many times are you driving somewhere and want to go to a restaurant? What's around me? And okay, well, there's three around. Okay, let's look. And this one has 18 reviews and everybody loves it. This one, I really wanted Mexican, but it literally has no reviews. I just, I don't think I'm going to chance it. Mm. So instead, we'll go ahead and have Thai because this one everybody just raves off the just out of this world about. So that makes a decision for me when I am not in a place that is familiar to me and I know what to expect and what to how to qualify what the information that's coming at me. So it's increasingly important with mobile. And the other thing is that it, you know, it builds trust no matter what. There's that social proof. Like you said, you do use it to vet you know, clients, you'll look at them online, look at their reviews, you'll look at their whatever kind of endorsements that they have. Yes. So it's super important. I think the big, like if we'd step away from this for just a minute, I think what's difficult is there's always that idea that people are so willing to share something negative and don't always take the time to share something positive. Ah, yes, that is true. What's that old saying? If you if you like something, you'll tell one friend. If you don't like something, you'll tell 30. Yeah, I think that's exactly the idea. Everybody has that in their mind. So then you have to realize, so when you do see a positive review, we can't even help but put even more weight on it because we know that we don't necessarily just go and sit down and write positive reviews all the time, sadly. Right, right. But I've talked about this last year, and I still want to do it. I am bound and determined I'm going to create a national holiday. I'm still looking for a name (laughs) where people just send good juju, sit down and write. I don't know. i got to come up with my my plan. Maybe it's going to be on May 7th, and it's going to be seven things. You know, you have to sit down and write seven reviews. Mm. Like, do pay it forward and not not bunk stuff, but really, hey, who do I – who do I do business with that I've never taken the time to give them a shout out? Wow. I, I want to do that across the board here because I'm always telling people how important it is, but you've got to pay it forward. You've got to take the time and really acknowledge fantastic service you got or a tremendous product or a great value or whatever it is. And I think it's really important. And we're increasingly, you know, relying on these types of things socially. It's basically like doing your part, you know, like give a hoot, don't pollute kind of thing. It's like take the time, like acknowledge good service, acknowledge uh, a good risk. I think that's one of the reasons why I love Yelp so much is because Mm -hmm. it gives me a platform. And now I, I pretty much have ingrained myself. If I go to a place and it's really good or uh, even decent, like if it's only like a 3.5 star or a 4.5, Oh, star, you know, it's like, I'll, I'll come immediately home. And as soon as I possibly can, I'll sit down and write a review on it. Because I think that's important to, like you said, give back to the community, give back to the, to these businesses that deserve some sort of feedback. Well, and remember, we don't want them to go away. So help them stay. If you love them, 
then help them make sense of staying by helping them get more clients. Right. Right. Exactly. So I'll leave with just a couple of tips, maybe just some really practical things. Okay. About yeah, that'd be great. How to handle positive feedback, how to handle negative feedback. I get these questions all the time. So okay. in no particular order, I, I get asked a lot, what do I do about, it's always negative first. They always talk to me, what do I do about negative feedback? Right. And, you know, even though it is very difficult, I encourage my clients, please respond, respond quickly, engage. Now, that doesn't mean go to their homes quickly. Right. Don't, do, <laughs> don't camp out on their porch waiting for them to come outside. Right. But, you know, especially when someone's written something negative, they've had bad experience. And so if they have a good experience with you, very quickly with you handling it, it is absolutely going to change that perception. And they may still not come back, but they're not going to be hacked. And if they're not hacked, then they're probably not going to go tell 30 people. Right. So you have to kind of cut your losses with people and make do. I'm not saying grovel or anything else. I'm just saying acknowledge them. I'm so sorry you didn't enjoy that. We always strive to do the very best. I've taken into consideration. I hope that you'll try us again. Right. Take ownership. Take ownership yeah. of the bad experience. And if I can, can I amend, add an uh, amendment to that? Yeah. If mm -hmm. you are going to respond to a negative comment, especially mm -hmm. on Yelp, do not use a boilerplate cut and paste Oh, my gosh. Thing. I saw this one restaurant that I was looking at, and every negative comment was, I'm sorry you had that experience. We strive to have a blah, 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 blah. And it was it the exact exactly same thing. Uh, and it's like, yeah. oh, it's like how impersonal. Like, say, you know what? You know, I was working that night. I did not know you had that experience. I am so sorry. Please come back in, and we would love to make it right or something. Yeah, that, I'm so glad you said that. And I, I, I'm always, you know, harping on people about voicing. And so I think that is a really good thing. If that bums you out that someone said that about your restaurant or your product, wow, I'm bummed. <laughs> you know, I worked so yeah. hard on this and that's not the response I wanted. So whatever it is, but yeah, just, just, you know, get, get real with it. I think people super appreciate that. So yeah, thanks. Thanks for adding that. Yeah. Uh, I know that a lot of people are tempted to delete negative things, and I suggest that people do not unless it truly is offensive. Right. And unless someone was belligerent, if it was somebody that you almost called the cops on, then I think you're well entitled to delete it and block them. Right. But I just a negative review, please don't do that. It's it's never going to work. It's never going to look right. Um, and it, it can really have a, a major backlash, but engaging with people, like, for example, I had, I have two negative ones with people who I've never done business with. Oh, really? Yeah. And one person I know, and in fact, I had had an interesting conversation. He was a local artist. At the time he gave me a review, he was living in like Azerbaijan or something, you know, right. like, what are you doing reviewing me anyway? I just quizzed him about it. I just didn't get all flustered. And I just wrote back to him. I said, hey, you know, I'm curious what's your thinking on giving me this review and what are you basing that on? This is real currency on the Internet. And it's my understanding that you don't know how I deliver because we've never worked together. Right. Oh, he writes back. Oh, yeah. You know, I just review a lot of stuff and I looked at your website and I, I liked some things. And I didn't like some things. So I gave you that review. Oh, my gosh. I'm like, oh, my word. And, and then another person is just they never responded to me about it. But people see what I write to them and how I'm just saying, hey, just really super interested. I, I pride myself on really being connected with my clients. So it's very odd when I get a review for, from somebody who I, who's never worked with me. That's really strange. <laughs> so dealing with it there, I think it's that's always better than deleting. So. Yeah. 
And then if it's really horrible, delete it because do not feed the trolls. No, good (laughs) heavens. They they have enough uh, energy on their own. Yeah, it's just they just are evil people and just let it go. It's never it never ends well. So and I think we all know people like, oh, well, what is it? No, you know, if if, you, if you've gotten something that is that despicable, you know, you've been slimed. Right. We all know it. So don't come and ask me, oh, is this bad enough? You'll know it. Yeah. <laughs> but um, the other thing is about the positive things I think that they businesses overlook all the time is that they forget to thank someone for their review. Mm. Oh, I love, thank you so much for taking the time. You know, I'm glad you had a great time. But just talk about something specific. And like what you said and added, make it personal. Refer to something that they actually talked about in the review. And then return the favor to them in a way that makes sense. So if it's another business and you have done business with them, make sure you return the favors. For example, I ask for recommendations on LinkedIn from people who have worked with me. But I may also have worked with them. And so why not return the favor? If it is true and it is genuine, then there's no problem in in swapping them back and forth. The other thing is, is that if you have a blog or you have more like a heavier content kind of thing, or you have a product that needs review, maybe you could engage this particular person who's reviewing and give them a bigger role. Hey, would you be interested in writing this article with me or co-authoring this blog or whatever it is, being interviewed for TV about your experience or whatever it is, think outside the box about what else this person could be used for that where you could maybe get a stretch a little bit more mileage out of this review. Mm, That's a great, that's a great idea. And the other thing that is attached to that is sometimes you may have a really good presence on one particular platform and people go, oh yeah, I've got really a lot of great stuff on Yelp, but I've got nothing on Facebook. I'm like, okay, that's where strategy comes in. And just for example, Brad McDermott, your friend and mine. Yeah. That dude has the most amazing, amazing, amazing Yelp reviews. Really? (laughs) You should go check it out. Home Safe Driving School in Southern California. Wow. Okay, I'll check that out. page is ridiculous. And he, you know, I I worked on some strategy and web stuff for him a couple years ago and social media. And uh, he came to me and he was just like, yeah, so I need reviews on my Facebook. And, you know, I always do an audit of what what are the assets that people have. And to me, a review, positive reviews are very good assets. Those are tangible things to me that, that a client has. Right. And he had so I'm literally hundreds. I'm not joking. And they're all like. My kid absolutely loved. I mean, they were not like joking around reviews. Like you wow. can't fake that many reviews like that. So this guy obviously delivers in a way that, you know, we we can't even comprehend. Right. 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 So he wanted to grow that on Facebook. In order to get that started, I basically took the actual cut and pasted the quotes with, like it said, like Susan R, you know, or something like that from right. San Bernardino or whatever it was. And I cut and pasted them from Yelp and I posted them on Facebook and said via Yelp. Oh. Right. So I took and I didn't alter anything. I brought it over exactly. So someone could go on his Yelp profile and say, oh, yeah, that's that's that person, you know. Right. But right. I used those positive reviews and just got more mileage out of them by bringing them over and saying, hey, so many people love us on Yelp, but we need Facebook reviews. This is what Susan has to say. Click here to review us on Facebook. Right. And people go, oh, yeah, you know what? I I felt that way when I used them, too. So I'll, I'll just uh, you just asked me right here on Facebook. So I'll just do it right here on Facebook. Right. Trying to make it easy for people. But I find that when in terms of reviews and anything, we've talked about a lot of things, the more clear you get with people that you yes. ask, the better response you get. Now say, oh, if you like to give us a review, you know, or we right. love reviews. Well, yeah, we know you love reviews. Are you asking me for one? 
Yeah, exactly. <laughs> are you just are you just making a statement? Right, right. So you know, you know, I think that's so true about the responding to positive ones because I've had that experience at probably three three or four different restaurants that I've gone to, and like I get pretty excited when I find a place that really delivers great service right. and has a great product. Like I did this one place in Costa Mesa is called I think it was called Boss Cats. It was a it was a bourbon bar. But they had the most amazing food. And it was like, I wrote this review. It was only about maybe two or three paragraphs about, you know, all the cool things that I encountered. And I got a, a response from the boss. He said, hey, thank you for this enthusiastic and heartfelt review. We totally appreciate it. Next time you come in, please ask for me so I can shake your hand. And it's oh, like, that is cool. Yeah, it's really nice when you get a response like that, that a physical person actually read. Right. The response about their business and reacted. Same thing with a, a little Mexican restaurant here. I wrote, man, you know, the, the, this place makes you, it's like cheers without norms sitting at the bar. I wrote that in my review. And, <laughs> and the owner, this lady wrote back and said, Hey, thank you so much for that. And the funny part is it made such an impression that every time I go there, she remembered my name. Oh, that's and cool. Always says hello to me when I come in. So that, that's the kind of stuff I think that. It makes this review system really work is when they take the information and act on it in a way that will not only leave a positive uh, impression, but it'll actually bolster their mm -hmm. business moving forward. Right. And so, you know, you can kind of go, well, there's all these other people gaming the system and there's all these other people who are just willing to trash it. And it's just like, you know what? I just can't live in that. Right. I, I'm just saying the best way to move forward is you have to, as a business owner, be mindful of your reviews of what's going on. But on the other hand, could you just be a nice person? Yeah. And and I'm fine with writing a bad review about something. Please do. If it truly is an awful thing, please tell me. Don't be mean to people, but tell me because I don't want to spend my hard-earned money somewhere. Right. That is just turns out to be a joke shop. Yes. Well, now joke shop. I would probably spend money in a joke shop. Actually, I would too. <laughs> There just we, aren't enough whoopee cushions in the world. We would be in trouble in a joke oh, shop. Oh, good Lord. Yeah. Okay, but let me let me re rephrase that to say that I don't want to waste my money if it's a stupid place. There you go. <laughs> Very good. Uh, so, but that's you, all I have to give. But, you know, they go to go to littlebirdmarketing.com forward slash resources, and I've got all kinds of free stuff there. And hopefully it takes a little bit of the pressure off, and you can actually just ask a few key people and boost those numbers. It doesn't have to be perfect, but you do have to do it. Well, Priscilla, thank you so much for talking about this because I know for me even, like, I'm pretty active in that, but it gives me a whole different perspective on how to approach this. And actually, I didn't even think that there was, like, an SEO benefit to the review process. Right. I think that's brilliant. Well, thank you so much. And, of course, listeners, we would love to get your reviews on our podcast, which you can do over at uh, iTunes or on the Little Bird Marketing Company Facebook page, on the Little Bird Marketing Company website, or wherever you downloaded this podcast from. And since I always talk about how important it is to really ask for what you want, what I want right now is uh, reviews and five stars over at iTunes. That is my choice. There you go. Platform that I'm working on right now. So if you like what you hear here, please give me um, some feedback and, you know, give me a star rating. I'd love a four or five, but if it's if it's genuine, I'd take any kind of criticism. Awesome. Well, any any feedback is good feedback, I think, right. whether it's negative or positive. Well, thanks again, listeners. Of course, we want to hear from you. So uh, break out that keyboard and start typing.
So for Ponderings from the Perch, the Little Bird Marketing Company podcast, this is Dan Ledbetter along with Priscilla McKinney saying have a great day. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.